Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, they're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. We're going to sit here and talk about, uh, we always talk about finances for an hour with you on the weekends, but today we're going to focus on estate planning. We got a buddy you're going to meet in just a second, Kyle Hope, that's with us. I uh, also got Gary Crawford in studio. He's a retirement advisor with Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. So, you know, we've got a, a financial mind in here and we've got a legal mind in here. So, uh, th- yeah, we're going to mix it up a little bit today, James. It's going to be a good show. How are things at the office? You guys doing okay over at Pinnacle? Yeah, yeah, we're doing great. Everything's moving along, you know. Um, having fun events with our clients and, and just uh, for prospective clients have events coming up. So if you're interested in any of those, just go on retirement with pinnacle name of our show. That's our website as well. And uh, look at our current events, upcoming events and uh, register for one. All right, let's meet the new guy, Kyle. Tell me about your background. How'd you get involved in the estate uh, planning business? Yes, sir. Well, uh, well thank you, James and, and Gary for bringing me on here. I really appreciate the opportunity. So I got into estate planning after law school. I went to the state attorney's office, and that seems to be the logical jump for everybody as soon as they graduate. How fun was that? Uh, for certain people, it's a blast. Yeah. Uh, for myself, it wasn't uh, exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what um, this means. What would you even do at the state attorney's office? So I was a state prosecutor. So you know, if you got in trouble with a misdemeanor crime violation or something like that, then I would see that kind of case. We dealt with a lot of DUIs, you know, domestic batteries, things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, We also dealt with a lot of smaller issues like suspended licenses and, you know, all sorts of fun stuff like that. Yeah, that's how I met Kyle. No, (laughs) (laughs) that's a joke, everybody. That kind of sounds dismal, Kyle. I mean, you don't get the high profile cases like uh, Zimmerman or Casey Anthony or something. You're stuck with DUIs and domestic violence. What a drag. 
Yeah. Well, like I said, it wasn't really what I wanted to do. So uh, it didn't take me long to figure out I needed to move on from there and kind of test out different areas. So when I left the state attorney's office, what I knew best was criminal law. So I did some private criminal defense work. Again, not my favorite thing to do in the world. Not your cup of tea. I didn't like putting people in jail. I didn't like trying to get them out of jail. But the point of that was I had actually rented an office space uh, downtown from a gentleman who practiced estate planning and probate. And um, so I sat in on some consults with him, and that's really where I kind of first dipped my toe into that area of law. And um, I went down to the villages after that for a little while and kind of brushed up on that area and decided I really wanted to work back in Ocala. figured the villages has enough attorneys on their own, and I wanted to work in my hometown. So I, I came back to Ocala, and the experience was enough that I knew from that point on that estate planning was was really where I wanted to focus. Okay. And so now you don't work for Pinnacle. You have your own firm and y'all are just buddies or y'all have some sort of mutual agreement? What's, what's your yes, tie to so Actually, Kyle's father uh, is retired now, but he was a dentist here in town. And my mom actually worked for Dr. Hope and Dr. Edwards at Marion Dental Group back in the day. So I actually knew his dad when I was just a kid. I mean, middle school, high school. And then my wife, Dawn, who's usually on the show, her brother, Caleb, works for us. He's the director of insurance operations at Pinnacle. But Kyle and Caleb are best friends. So that's how we kind of connected. And then, you know, just through conversations, it was like, you know, Kyle, this is part of what we do. Mm -hmm. And uh, we really need to connect. And it's just kind of uh, blossomed from there as far as being a resource for each other. Yeah, well, because we've talked about it on the show. You need this guy. You need estate planning is part of a, a full financial plan. So... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. It definitely is. Nice. All right. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the financial retirement business. How do you help earn the trust that comes with people saying, look, make a plan for all my stuff when I pass away and make sure that my loved ones are taken care of? How do you deal with that big personal issue? Right. Yeah. And that's obviously a big obstacle you need to overcome because they need to trust you before they're willing to to give you this responsibility. But for me personally, I think that's all established in the first meeting. You know, we get together, we talk about in general, the options for estate planning, discuss kind of their family situation, what are their goals as far as their children, what are their goals as far as distributing their assets. I kind of listen to their concerns, their wishes, and then I show them the available ways that they can accomplish those goals. So um, I think through the discussion, my clients can see and feel that we're just here to help them. We advise them in the same manner that we would advise our own family members. So it's really offering what they need and what's pertinent for them and not trying to sell them everything under the sun just because it's more expensive. Yeah, and we see that quite a bit where people think they have to have a trust set up in place. And we might talk more about this in the show, but that's one thing I do like about their approach is, hey, you don't necessarily have to spend all of this money on your estate planning needs because there's simple things you can do. We talk about them a lot, like having your beneficiaries up to date. That's Mm -hmm. huge. And I know Dawn pounds on that because we see that not being done correctly over and over and over again. So uh, it sounds like you guys have some processes, like a a pretty defined process that you follow, just like we do at our Mm -hmm. office. And I think that's key for helping clients just have simplicity Mm -hmm. and a very clear understanding of of what you expect from them and what they expect from you uh, going into that first meeting. Right. And we can show them that roadmap at the first meeting. So they know what this meeting is going to take place, what's going to happen here. They're going to come back later to sign and make everything official. So if you kind of show them everything ahead of time and walk them down that path, I feel like that's... Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. How long does one of these first meetings take? Because you just covered a lot. You know, you got to establish the trust. You got to kind of get a, a ballpark of where we're headed. Do you have to bring a lot of documents? Does it take a lot of time? Tell me about this first meeting a little more. Yeah. So the first meeting can be, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour usually. 
probably average around 45 minutes, but it really just depends on the needs of the client. So a lot of clients will come into us with older documents that they have, either from Florida or perhaps from another state, and they want us to review those documents first. That tends to take a little bit more time, but it just depends. Some clients come in right away and they say, I need a power of attorney for me, a power of attorney for my wife and a healthcare surrogate, and that's all I need right now. And so that tends to be a little quicker consult at that point in time. Oh, yeah, it's pretty much cut and dry, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound so bad. Hey, listen, if you like what you hear from Kyle and you want to get in contact with him, it's the same number that you would use to call Gary. He'll get you in touch with Kyle, 352-320-2060. The website's retirementwithpinnacle.com. So uh, we're just meeting the new guy here, Kyle Hope. He's the estate planning attorney. When I go to this first meeting, when I do have a consult, whether it's with you or any other estate planning attorney, uh, tell me about what do I need to be prepared? What documents do I need? What questions should I ask? Get me prepared for that first meeting. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you have any estate planning documents already, then that would be a great idea to bring those in, have us review those. Some of them do not need to be updated. And I've actually told several clients in the past that they don't need to update their documents at this point in time. So you can continue on with what you've got. That's mainly it. We don't need to see you know, your bank accounts or your assets or anything like that. We can discuss all those things. We don't need to get into specifics on those documents. So really just any prior documents you would have had that relate to your estate planning, that'd be good to bring in and let us look those over. Okay. So let's talk about the foundation of any estate plan. I assume it's the will. Would that be a correct assumption here? I'm not going too far off base. No, you're not at all. Yeah. You would start with either a last will and testament or, or most likely a revocable trust, depending on what your objectives are as a family. All right. Well, let's talk about what makes up a good will there. Cause I don't know legal clauses, like what clauses or phrases or whatever you lawyers call them, what needs to be in there? So the main things that need to be in there is who do you want to appoint as your personal representative? So this is the individual that's going to be in charge of gathering your assets, paying off the debts, and administering your estate. So you want somebody that you somewhat trust to do that, I would assume, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. (laughs) And somebody you think is competent to handle that type of work, because it is a lot of work to do at that point. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the main one, is who do you want to appoint to take on that responsibility? And then where do you want everything to be distributed? People have asked me, like, well, basically, what is a will? And I say, well, in one sentence, it's who do you want to distribute what to where, basically? And so those are the two main clauses that'll be necessary. for. Yeah. You know, and Don ran into a situation with that years ago with a family member that had passed and he didn't have really anything. And Mm -hmm. the attorney even asked him, or maybe it was the probate judge asked, I mean, was there anything written even on like a a napkin or Mm -hmm. a piece of paper where he just wrote out some of his wishes just to kind of move things along? Right. So having these things in place is super important Mm -hmm. and they don't take that long. I mean, it's just something you got to kind of do. And I know with a lot of younger people, even our age, you know, working age, it's very important to have these things in place as well, because you don't know when your time's come. Well, when is planning not a good idea? You know, I mean, it seems like planning for the future is always a good idea. Sure. But not everybody does until they retire. Right. And then at that time, you know, sometimes it's too late for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so even if you're younger listening today, these are things you have a family in place. You need to have some of these documents taken care of. Well, look, y'all know about this because you make wills, Kyle and Gary, you walk people through the financial planning process by the thousands. I don't. In a will, is this where I say if I want to be buried or cremated? Because if so, I want to do a funeral pyre. I've been watching a lot of Vikings and I just want to be put on a pile of logs and burnt. (laughs) There you go. Is that something I can handle with the will? Um, so we can put those kind of directions in there, but it's, it'd be a good idea for somebody to understand your wishes ahead of time. Cause a lot of times by the time you get to 
looking at the will and reading the will, the body's already been disposed of by that point in time. So <laughs> you'd want to make sure somebody Yikes. knew about that prior well, to Sure, sure. And it, I mean, if you, that's really your wishes, James. I mean, if you pay me enough money, we could probably stoke up a barbecue for you. <laughs> Hey, good deal. Let's get that in writing. Let's talk about the next level then. What might you need besides a will? Besides a will? Okay. So the other documents that kind of round out your your foundation for an estate plan would be uh, a durable power of attorney. So that's going to allow you to name an agent to act on your behalf if for whatever reason you become incapacitated or you just don't feel like handling your day-to-day finances or day-to-day situations. You can appoint somebody else to act on your behalf. They could access your financial accounts. They could sell real property. They can handle investments. They can handle insurance claims. There's a whole lot of powers that that encompasses. So extremely, extremely powerful document, but important to have. The next one would be a what's called a designation of healthcare surrogate. So this is similar to a power of attorney where you're giving someone the authority to act on your behalf, but this one is strictly limited to your medical situation. So this is the individual that if something were to occur and you were in a hospital, This person could talk to the doctors, receive information on how you're doing, and then ultimately make a decision on your behalf if they needed to. And then last but not least, there's the living will, which is the dreaded pull the plug document that everybody thinks about. But that one's just saying that if you are in the process of passing away, you get to decide whether you want a feeding tube and hydration to remain and kind of prolong that dying process, or if you want those to be removed and you can just pass naturally. So. Okay. I was interested are, Yeah, in what Gary said a, a second ago about when you go to a lot of estate planning attorneys, they have a tendency to want to throw you into a trust no matter what. Mm-hmm. When do you know if you do need a trust and when do you not need a trust? Okay. Good question. So it really depends on the objectives of the family. So a lot of people come into our office and they say, I was told I need a trust to avoid probate. Okay. So a trust does avoid probate, but if that's your main objective, there are other ways we can avoid probate. You can avoid probate and have a will. There's a couple different avenues we can take. Whereas if you come in and you say, I want to set up a fund for my grandkids and I want them to have the money invested and get a certain percentage when they graduate college and a certain percentage when they get married and a certain percentage when they're 65 or whatever the situation may be, that's kind of more of what a trust would accomplish. A trust allows you to maintain control after you pass away and kind of set up all those objectives for the beneficiaries to reach. Where I see a lot of people is like a second marriage with the blended family and that sort of thing. Sometimes they want to have those trusts set up to kind of spell out things when they're no longer here. Right. Yep. All right. So stick with us. We're going to dig a little more into what all these documents means and which ones you need, which ones you don't need. But uh, we got Kyle Hope in here with Gary Crawford. Gary's with Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. Kyle Hope is an estate planning attorney. If you got questions for the show or you want to contact him at the office, 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. We'll be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. 
352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got Gary Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. And joining us as a special guest today, Kyle Hope. He's an estate planning attorney who does a lot of work with the folks over at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. You know, an estate plan is highly recommended for any complete financial plan. And so these guys have done a lot of work together. And we're glad to have them on the show here because some of the hardest conversations that you're going to have with your family, these adult conversations that start with, uh, hey, uh, we need to talk, you know, those serious ones. Hey, they're important. Yeah, estate planning. It, it's so rough because, you know, you have to confront your own mortality or the mortality of your parents. And, you know, no one thinks it's fun to try and divvy up their stuff or have their stuff divvied up among them and the siblings. So preparing is yeah. a good thing, though. So who needs to be involved in this whole process, Kyle? Is this just you and your spouse? Do you have to rope your kids in? Do you have to rope in your spouse, your kids and their spouses? Yes, all of the above. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone should be involved. You know, we, we've joked about it before, but holidays are actually a really good time to do this because the family's all together. So there's nothing like having a conversation like that over Thanksgiving dinner. But you uh, probably don't want to have too many drinks before you do it. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. Who wants my truck? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it's less about, you know, you don't need to go through the house and put sticky notes on the things you want. You're not dividing everything up at the dinner table there. But just to make sure that everyone who's involved has an understanding of what your wishes are. That's the biggest thing. I think um, a lot of it comes to like your living will and mm-hmm. the power of attorney and stuff. I think that's probably more of the conversation. What do you think? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So if an awful situation were to occur, which, you know, they happen, if, if something were to happen to mom and dad, it needs to be clear amongst all the children what their wishes are. That can alleviate a lot of tension down the line, you know. Yeah having an issue with your parents is always emotionally charged and it's going to be difficult to get through either way. So the more preparation you have and the more understanding of, no, I'm positive. This is what mom wanted, or this is what dad wanted. The easier that difficult process is going to be. Yeah. We actually had this conversation with my in-laws prior to Dawn and I getting married. I think we Mm -hmm. were only dating a couple years and they wanted all of us there. And her dad, um, Russ, if you're listening, Russ, hey, um, <laughs> he really wanted to just go over this stuff. And, you know, it's not that he's there, you know, that was years ago, but he right. he wanted to make sure everybody was clear because their family tends to get a little emotional about things, which mm-hmm. most people do. Right. Um, so he wanted to make sure he named who he wanted in charge mm-hmm. of different things. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a great idea. I was kind of blown away that he wanted me involved in that at such an early stage of Don and I's relationship. But I guess he just saw the writing on the wall, huh? Well, yeah. Gary, Gary and Kyle, my parents have never had that sit down with the family. Do I need to urge them to do that? How important is it to have? I would talk? initiate it. I would. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the worst thing would be something to occur and then you have to guess what mom and dad would want in that situation. Yeah. That's yeah, not a position I would want to Here's the easiest way to do it. And if you're listening today, here's the easiest way for you to do it. I was listening to the radio the other day to mm-hmm. our retirement show that we listen to all the time. And they were talking about these things, and I just thought it'd be a good idea. We've never talked about this. There's a great segue right into it. Yeah. Yeah, and get the name of the show right, Retirement with Pinnacle. You got that? Retirement with Pinnacle. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about some of these other documents you need in the estate plan besides a will. You know, I got an estate plan a few years ago. 
I really didn't know what to expect. So if some of this is off, please stop me. But the discussions that were not fun, I remember the living will, where if you're put on life support, I was like, man, kick that thing unplugged first chance you get. <laughs> but I didn't even think that that's what I was going in for. I was expecting more of just a will. But uh, there were a couple of powers of attorney, and so I had to have that explained to me. All this sound right? Did I get the proper estate planning process? Do I need to add any more documents to that? Talk about the other documents besides the will. Right, right. So I kind of mentioned the power of attorney and the healthcare surrogate and kind of what those entail, but that's going to cover your your day-to-day financial situations with the power of attorney and then cover your medical situation with the healthcare surrogate. Other than that, I mean, there are some some special deeds we can offer that avoid probate on the house. There's certain things like that that we can we can discuss, but it really just depends on the clients at that point. What do they call that again? Is that like a ladybird deed or Yeah, sometimes they call it a ladybird deed. Uh, we refer to it as an enhanced life estate deed. Okay. And those are very common for our area. Why would it yeah, be called a ladybird deed? What what is going on there? I've never heard this. I don't, know. I, I don't know where it came from. I don't know why I got that name, but Yeah, okay. it is. Yeah, that's something we see quite often with our clients is they have, and, and again, a will is probated, mm-hmm. but the big thing that we discuss all the time is making sure you have named beneficiaries. So if you have a brokerage account that's joint, tenants with rights of survivorship, make sure you have a designated beneficiary in those. It's TOD, transfer on death. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have those. And if it's just your spouse, you need to add contingent beneficiaries, yep. okay? Because if you guys pass away in a car accident together, everything's probated. And a will's probated, so it could be held up. How long could a probate last? A couple of years here in Florida? It's possible if it gets real convoluted it, and real contested, it can sure, last a couple of years. Sure. But on average, you know, six months to a year. Yeah, basically. so think about money being held up for six months to a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. So make sure you have beneficiaries. If you have like annuity contracts, they have named beneficiaries, life insurance, named beneficiaries, your mutual funds, brokerage, all that, IRAs, everything needs to have beneficiaries. And if you haven't reviewed them, that's why we do strategic planning sessions annually with all of our clients. And those are the questions we go through. Has anything changed? Are your beneficiaries the same? Let's review those. Let's go through those because we know how family works. Okay. Dynamics of family can be just all over the place. And I get it. So sometimes people want less to go to somebody, or maybe you helped somebody out purchase a home or get them out of a bad situation. And you pretty much said, well, I already gave them their inheritance. Then you need to tweak your beneficiaries at that time. So just making sure you have your ducks in a row, that's going to be the biggest thing, the beneficiaries, the will, and all of these other things that come while you're living, the living wills and that sort of thing. Again, those are going to be super important, even for you younger families. All right, that's Gary Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. Our guest is Kyle Hope, the estate planning attorney. If you got questions for either one of them, 352-320-2060, the website retirementwithpinnacle.com. Y'all keep saying these things are so important and, and they need to happen. Give me the converse. What happens if you don't have proper estate planning documents? Ooh, I have a story. <laughs> I was actually talking about this with Kyle and I've had some well, they're both past now, but I had some clients up in Putnam County and Palaka, and they had been clients. Uh, both of them retired from Georgia Pacific, really great people, hardworking people, and they enjoyed their time off. Um, and they definitely enjoyed having cocktails quite frequently. And um, that led to a kind of bad health situations for both of them. But I had been working them with them for quite some time. And he had started developing a lot of chronic health conditions, liver, all sorts of things. And he was receiving some care in and out of the nursing facilities and rehab facilities for about a year or two. And then his wife ended up having lung cancer. 
And they got to the point where they couldn't take care of each other anymore. So think about that. They love each other. That's their sweethearts, you know, each other, and they just couldn't take care of each other anymore. And it got to the point where she had to move in with her oldest son. He stayed at the house and had some home health come in. We moved some monies around to make it accessible for him to be able to pay for that in-home care. But I started talking to him and they're like, well, we don't know if we're going to get a divorce. And all these things were going through their, their minds. Think about the emotions at that time and what's going through their minds, what's going through their kids' minds. And I said, well, you probably need to update some beneficiaries on some things. So I sent them the forms. I sent the forms to their kids as well. I was trying to get them back. I mean, we were hounding them, you know, every week trying to get those documents back and we never got them. And he passed away. The bank failed to put POD on their bank accounts. And I know I've talked about that on a lot of shows. If you have a checking account, make sure you have a beneficiary on your checking account or it will go through probate and you will not have access to your funds. Your beneficiaries will not. Make sure they're on there. So when the claim, the check was paid out for his benefit, it went to the bank account that was being held up in probate. And his wife passed away like a week or two later, 10 days later. And it was just a big mess because they had never updated anything. And everything got held up for a year and a half, I think, before it was paid out. Mm -hmm. Because there was a blended family involved. There was kids arguing about things. Mm -hmm. And the contestability became a real issue. But with these documents that Kyle's been talking about, having all these things in place, the simple things that don't even cost you anything, having your beneficiaries on things and making sure they're correct, that's going to get rid of all this contestability. Right. And that's going to be key for your planning. So that was my story. I wanted to share that with you guys because that was probably the most difficult situation when somebody's ever passed away I've dealt with in almost mm -hmm. 20 years of doing this in this business. So. But they had old wills, right? What happens if you pass away without any will whatsoever? They didn't have a will at all. Oh, they didn't have a will at all. No, oh, they didn't okay, have anything. Okay. Jesus. So how did the courts look at that? They say, okay, they got no will. What's the rules? So Florida statutes has rules written out if you pass away without a will. So they're going to start looking for the closest living relatives. And of course, if they can't find anybody, then it ultimately would go to the state. But they're going to start looking for the closest relatives and try to find the closest legal heirs and distribute the proceeds to them. Could you imagine your money just going to the state? Yes. I mean, even if you don't have kids, <laughs> there's a lot of people that do not have children. Yeah. I mean, think of your charity, you know, mm -hmm. you want to support the cats and dogs or whatever it might be, you know, just something's better than it just going to the state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd rather it go to Sea Turtle Incorporated. Than the exactly. State. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I hear a lot of stories like what Gary's talking about where people come in and they I need to update my will because I just went through a terrible probate with my aunt and uncle in another state or whatever the situation is. And the clients either come in because they have a terrible story that they're trying to avoid, or every once in a while I get the clients that come in that their parents plan so well that they want to make sure they do the same thing for their children. And it was neat because I actually sat across the table from a young lady a couple of weeks ago and you know, her dad had just passed away and she was emotional and I got to go through the file and tell her everything was taken care of already. So he had beneficiaries and everything. He had the deed on the house. So the house was automatically going to transfer to her name. And, you know, she just sat there and cried. And it was, the but it was a good thing. You know, it was, it was, it was tears of joy that he had taken care of everything. So yes. now she can just grieve and don't have to worry about all this paperwork and all the extra steps. So that was really nice. Yeah, I know. And we deal with the same type things with our clients. And mm -hmm. that's why we've built our retirement atlas, our story of how your money works for you, where it's at, how it's right. going to play out. 
And when we do get them into these situations like that, and you can see the relief on their faces, whether it's mm -hmm. a spouse or an heir, it makes you feel really good about what you've done. And I got to say, this is, and what you're doing too, it's, it's something that's just so rewarding to have as a career, to be able to put these things in place, to watch people live their retirements and enjoy it, mm -hmm. knowing they're taken care of. And then when the things do happen, right. you know, that we plan for, it does. It makes you feel really good it does. that you've put these people in a, in a great situation. So, hey, if you're listening today and something sounds good to you, you got some questions for myself or Kyle, hey, you don't have to schedule an appointment. Just call us. We might be able to answer a few questions for you over the phone. But our phone number is 352-320-2060. Or you can go to retirementwithpinnacle.com and schedule a phone call or an appointment then as well. All right, that's the financial advisor, Gary Crawford. Our guest today is estate planning attorney, Kyle Hope. I'm James Parker. This is Retirement with Pinnacle. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got Gary Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. Look, he's usually here. But since Don's not here, we have a special guest in studio. It's the estate planning attorney, Kyle Hope. So, of course, we're talking about estate planning here. And I wanted to run a uh, estate planning statistic by you, Kyle. And I guess, Gary, you're going to have to hear this, too. 80% of men die married, but 80% of women die single. This number comes from the Women's Institute for a Secure Retirement. So how does that affect uh, retirement planning and estate planning, Kyle and Gary? That's a true fact. I mean, our statement, we talk about that all the time. And Dawn, she does a lot of talks with women, inspiring women and educating women and that sort of thing, because most of the 30 some trillion dollars that the baby boomers have accumulated are going to go to women through inheritance. And I'm not saying just through inheritance, because a lot of you women have really worked hard and accumulated this. So don't take that the wrong way. But men usually pass away first. And I do make a joke with Dawn because that's, they kill us, you know, they <laughs> keep us so busy, but I'm just playing around. I love my wife, but it is true. And, you know, most people want to take care of their spouses, right? And I know I do. I mean, you want to have a plan in place and you want to make it as easy as possible because more than likely guys, your honey, your sugar muffin, your pumpkin pie, whatever you want to call her, your honey bun, she is going to be left without you. So what are you doing now to make sure she's taken care of? And it's vice versa. It could be the other way around, but everybody wants that person, that special person that they spent their life with to make sure they're taken care of. So you need to make sure that you've put these things in play. 
What do you think, Kyle? 80% of men die married, but 80% of women die single. Does that jive with what you see as an estate planning attorney? I'd say so, yeah. Uh, (laughs) We actually do see figures like that. For us, though, if we set up everything appropriately the first time around, there shouldn't be a whole lot to do when the first spouse passes away because everything should be owned jointly and everything should kind of slide into the surviving spouse's name. Um, It's really once the surviving spouse passes away that our job gets more complicated and we have to... Yeah. So a lot of the work, I think, for the spouse is really kind of on our end as your retirement advisor. And we're the ones who make sure that we have the you know, the transparent income replacement plan in place and they know where that's going to come from. And again, that's in your retirement atlas. That's where the story is of your money, how it's going to work for you, how we're going to handle these objectives and address them when they happen. All right. So let's talk about the changes that you said. There's not a whole lot of changes that should happen to your retirement plan or your income plan after one of the spouses dies. What what does need to change though? What is different? Um, Really? I mean, are you kind of getting on what's the difference between like a legacy plan or? Well, no, no, no. Like I know one of the social security streams of income is going to go away. I don't know. Maybe you have a pension that didn't have spousal continuation or only had like 50%. What were some of the little tweaks that you do need to to look at when a spouse passes away? That's going to be big. So, you know, pre-planning for that is going to be the biggest thing again. So if you have a pension, you want to make sure you have a survivor benefit, or if you do not have a survivor benefit, you've put something in place like a pension maximization strategy to where you're using some permanent life insurance in order to make up that difference, or you've earmarked some funds that you know are going to be, you know, mainly for that purpose. That way you you have a, a defined plan in place for that. Uh, social security, how that works again, is you're going to keep usually the larger of the two social securities. But we do see if you retired from up north, if you were a teacher and maybe your spouse did not get social security because they had everything through pension, sometimes you will not get your spouse's social security. So you need to understand if you're in one of those windfall states, how that plays out as well, because um, there is some confusion there. And we've had to really investigate some of those options uh, there. But usually if you're in that situation, you already know it because your whole retirement was a little more complicated upon retiring than others. But those are going to be the main things is just the income sources. And then what affects income too? So if you're a female and you're left, your spouse is gone and you have to start really thinking about how you're going to pay for long-term care and how that's going to affect your retirement savings and possibly the legacy, because I know the legacy, usually it tends to be a little more important to the ladies out there who want to take care of their kids. So if you want to leave a legacy, that's going to be important is to make sure that you've done the proper pre-planning with your income plan to allow for things that can affect your income and in your assets as well through those later years. Well, making up the income plan there, is that something that's more dealt with by Gary or by Kyle? Is that more of a financial planning or an estate planning issue? Oh, yeah. That's definitely your retirement uh, planning side. So that's where we really take the ball with that. In our firm, we focus on your income first because without income, there's no retirement. I mean, you're not going to be able to enjoy the things you do. You didn't retire to sit at home. You retired to you know, play golf and pickleball and drive around your golf cart, travel, you know, entertain with friends, going out to eat, just having a good time is what you want your retirement to be. But you have to have a strategic and sustainable source of income for your income plan in place. And then we get into your investments from there. And how do we invest to make sure that income's taken care of first, but then look at risk tolerance. So we get into the income, the investments, 
making sure that we're using tax efficient strategies on distributions to your retirement accounts. And then on the legacy and healthcare side, you know, the legacy side, we kind of help with the beneficiaries and pointing you in the direction of somebody like Kyle that can help you with all the legal documentation and making sure that we get that all buttoned up. So again, we work hand in hand, everything kind of intertwines, but the whole income side is something that we at Pinnacle take care of for you. So if you like what you're hearing on that, maybe you don't have an income plan. Maybe you just have a lot of stuff all over the place and you're not sure. Maybe you're going to retire in the next five or 10 years and you're just thinking, hey, I want to make sure we know what it's going to look like when we retire. Pick up the phone and give us a call, 352-320-2060, or go to our name of our show, which is retirementwithpinnacle.com. It's our website and schedule an appointment there. Well, I have some assets, but my plan here is if something happens to me, I have a pretty big life insurance policy. Is that enough to make sure my family is going to be okay when I'm gone or do I need to be doing more? It depends. First of all, you need to make sure you know what type of policy you have, because if you want something that is a guaranteed end result, you've been paying all this premium into it and you're expecting it to pay out no matter how long you live, then you need to make sure you have the right coverage. And I know we've probably talked about life insurance on other shows and we will in the future, but life insurance is a great tool for passing on a legacy. It's a great way to leverage the dollars of an insurance company with some of your money to make sure that you have that in place. But if, if that's your tool you're choosing to use for that, again, you need to make sure it's not term insurance. If it is permanent insurance, you need to make sure it's funded correctly and you're having enforced illustrations ran by the company, not your agent by the company every two to three years. The reason I say that is because I've seen agents that don't want to give people bad news and they're like, oh yes, it's fine. It's fine. And then we run an enforced illustrations through the company directly and it's not fine. So again, the company needs to do it. Now, if you have an advisor you're working with, like our office, our clients, even if we didn't write the contracts or if we did write the contracts, we still have the illustrations ran in force through the carrier. It's nothing we do at our office again, because you want to make sure that what you have in place is going to work. All right. I also have a, my powers of attorney, I have a medical and financial power of attorney. Is that something that can be done in one document? Because I remember having two. I want to make sure I didn't get ripped off here. But um, also, is there anything more I need? Is there other powers of attorney besides health and financial that I should be looking into? Not really. The health and financial should cover your bases with everything you're going to need. Um, they used to put those documents in one document. They used to have the healthcare surrogate and the durable power of attorney in, in one document, but they've since split those up. So there would be two separate documents you would need to get. So no, you're, you're good on that regard. All right. And then we kind of mentioned it in the first segment, but I have like a do not resuscitate order. What's the, the real legal term of that? And what do I need to know about it? So a do not resuscitate, we actually don't actually offer those at our office. You have to go get that from your medical primary doctor. Um, do not resuscitate is extremely powerful. You're telling anyone who comes in contact with that piece of paper that if I go down, if I'm not breathing or anything like that, I don't want you to put forth any effort to bring me back to life. Kyle, am I using the wrong term? Should I have been saying living will? Well, those are two different documents. Yeah. Okay. So a DNR is really powerful. Usually you'll see a DNR with someone who's gone through like a long battle with cancer or something like that. And they're kind of at the end of their rope and they just say, I'm done fighting. I, I don't want to fight any longer. Right. Um, you'll see it in that kind of situation. Whereas a living will, we include those with every client that we meet. And that's just pertaining to life support and feeding tubes and things like that. Yeah. You know, we tell the uh, people that are listening, hey, I'm not an estate planning attorney. I think they just learned that in full force there. But Kyle is, if you want to get in touch with him, 352-320-2060, the website, 
retirementwithpinnacle.com. All right. Is there a next level that we need on any of these documents or did we get that all covered? Um, I think the the main thing, like probably the the most comprehensive is just probably the trust. And that's where people, again, and I'm talking, Kyle, I'm not even the attorney here. So you no, kind of tell me, but I think it's the trust. So maybe explain, you know, why that gets so detailed and who might actually utilize some of those things, like somebody with a lot of real <clears throat> estate or something like that. Yeah. So we've created trust for individuals who own rental properties and they want to have all those owned by one you know, legal entity being that trust. And then you name successor trustees that you can then pass that authority down to. We see that a lot with yeah. real estate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We actually did a trust for a couple that it's called a dynasty trust. And that was interesting because that's the first time I had to deal that with that. That was a good show, right? Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in Florida, you can create a trust for up to 360 years, I believe it is, Wow, which is about 15 generations. So that was extremely fun to work on. You can imagine how thick that, that paperwork was. You have to come up with situations for something that's going to happen 159 years from now. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. Exactly. So well, I hear stories uh, you know, through the news, like these little wacky links that get passed around about some dude who made a trust that puts this pile of money to the side. And when a daughter like graduates college, she gets 50 grand. When she gets married, she gets another 50 grand. If she has a kid in wedlock, she gets 100 grand. Right. I like the idea of having my money set aside and I just put all these fun little rules on it and make my yeah. family, my descendants jump through hoops to get it. That's part of the fun of the trust. That's what you can do with that. Another good thing about a trust is it's confidential. So if you make a will and you have to go through probate, your will is going to get filed with the county court when you pass away. So right. if you have everything in a trust, all that's confidential. No one needs to know what's in there or who's sure. getting it or anything like sure. that. Sure. So if you're kind of like a control freak yep. and it's important to you, then you need to have a trust. That way, even when you're no longer here, you still have control. Yeah. That's awesome. You it, know, it's funny you'd mention those objectives because I actually dealt with a client a couple of weeks ago that had a, a certain clause in his paperwork that if you graduated college, you got X amount of dollars. However, yes. if you graduated from the University of Florida, you got an additional 10 grand on top of the graduation rate. See, so I love all that stuff. That's, in there. that's what I'm talking about. And you could just mess with the, your family's heads. You could be like, listen, if the Bucks win the Super Bowl, everybody gets 10 grand or <laughs> the Dolphins yeah. finally pull it off. Everyone gets 20 grand. I love that stuff. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. We've got Kyle Hope in here. He's the estate planning attorney giving us a little assist as a guest here. Gary Crawford, the financial advisor with Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. If you want to contact either one of those guys, 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. To attend one of Gary and Don's seminars or to schedule a meeting with the team, visit their website, retirementwithpinnacle.com for more information or call 352-320-2060. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. 
Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got a financial advisor from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, Gary Crawford, here with us. He's here with us every week. Our guest this weekend is Kyle Hope. Not to downplay you, Gary. Of course, you're an important part of the show. But Kyle is a featured guest because he's an estate planning attorney. So we've been talking a lot about estate planning-related topics on the show today. And so we're going to kind of squeeze it into – we play Would You Rather. It's a game we play sometimes in the last segment. And so we're going to do – some uh, estate planning versions of that. But just to give you an idea, if you're new to the show and what it looks like, Gary knows how to play. So, Gary, the first big question, just as an example here, would you rather never lose your keys again or never lose your cell phone again? Ooh, um, probably my cell phone because I have a lot of personal information there. My keys, I have another set. And actually, no, I can't start my truck without my keys, but I have another set of keys. So I would say my cell phone. I definitely don't want to lose that. I'm not going to get into detail. Why? Because then everybody will know I keep my credit cards in my cell phone. Oh, I just said it. <laughs> nah. uh, but anyway, no. Um, yeah, think about it because, and I'm not one of those people who totally lose their mind if they can't find their phone. I mean, I'm like, okay, well, I don't have it. At least nobody's going to call me. That's how I kind of look at it. But some people really lose their minds, do they not? Me? Oh my God, I I'm a psycho without my phone. I feel. Are naked. you really? Yeah. Well, yeah. look, and it used to be worse though, because when you lost your phone, that means you used to lose your contact list and all the info you had on it. But now a lot of that's backed up, and some little nerd at the AT and T store can put a plug in your new phone and, and zap your old contacts over. And on top of that, I did break my truck key last year, and it was three hundred dollars to get a new one. Oh, that's not bad. And just so you know, you can be a little nerd that can do that yourself too, (laughs) but that's okay. Hey, my daughter lost her keys to her Hyundai Sonata and a new key fob was $900. What? That's insane. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So that would you rather has gotten a little slimmer in recent years, but now Kyle, you've got an example of how it works and dude listening, he understands what's going on. So let's talk about some estate planning. Would you rather, would you rather leave a big inheritance to your family or spend it all. I know people have that fantasy of your last check bounces. Tell me about the conversations you have with people who are making decisions like that. Do you want to try and preserve this pile of assets or are you comfortable with trying to spend as much as possible and living it up? We tell them to spend as much as possible. We tell them that your last check should bounce. So you've earned this money. You've worked your whole life. Go ahead and spend it on yourself. I know passing things down to your kids is great, but Sometimes you can talk to people and see that their focus has shifted and they kind of think that that money's already their children's and they're like, well, I don't want to spend it and not give them it. That's, we see that's that That's your lot. money. We I see mean, that a lot. Yeah. You've worked your whole life for that. So that's yours. You do something you want to do with it. And um, yeah, I'm spending on yourself. Goodness gracious. Yeah. We do see that quite a bit too, but it really depends on their thoughts and their values, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some people are just going to be like that and some people are just really thrifty, I would say. And they've been kind of budgeters their whole life. So then they get in retirement. And a lot of those people usually have pensions and stuff. It seems like when I come across it and their income's adequate Mm -hmm. and, you know, they have all this additional income in play and they're like, well, I really don't want to take it. I don't need it. Like distributions from their accounts. And we're like, guys, you need to spend this. But if they don't want to spend it, 
they could utilize some of those distributions to fund a life insurance mm-hmm. to really maximize their legacy. So there's different concepts we can put into play to meet their values. And that's really what it comes down to. But yeah, I don't know. I'd probably want to spend my money too. Yeah. To some degree. I want to leave the kids something. I would, I, you know, have a plan earmarked for them, something. But I think if you kind of earmark a little something for them, then you feel like you can spend everything else. You yeah, know? that's a good idea. What was the saying? Was it Warren Buffett that I want to leave them enough that they can do something, but not so much that they can do nothing? That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, so. I remember his, uh, I think we had talked about this on a previous show, Gary, where he's not going to leave them his billion because he's worth like 50 billion or whatever. He's only going to leave them 10 million a piece. Sure. sure. Well, those poor kids. Yeah, I don't know if, if you've ever seen um, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal ever speak, but we had the privilege of seeing him speak this year. Um, and I'll tell you what, what a guy. And, you know, he says to his kids, you're not rich, I'm rich. Mm-hmm. And just some of the foundations that he's and expectations he's put in play for them, I thought was really cool, you know, because he worked hard for what he had mm-hmm. and he wants his kids to do the same thing. And I think we all do. We don't just want to give them everything, but that was a good question. Yeah, well, that kind of walks us into the next would you rather, because I was going to bring up some of these other celebrities we talked about. Jackie Chan's worth $100 million, and he's going to leave it to charity instead of his son. Anderson Cooper said he's going to leave it to charity instead of his son. Wow, those are some mad kids, I bet. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Would you rather leave millions of dollars to a charity or your kids? I see a lot of people saying, and I don't know if this is some sort of noble ambition or they just genuinely don't want to destroy their kids. Would you rather leave it to charity or your kids? Yeah, I think maybe a little bit of both. I think there's a happy medium there. There's a blend that would happen there. It could also help with the state taxes if that ever became an issue. Right, definitely. Yeah, charitable gifting is something that we discuss with all of our clients as part of their tax plan strategy through their retirement years as well. But yeah, I mean, we give back to the community a lot already as far as a business on a personal note. We give back to certain resources here in town to, to help people, but I still would like to leave something to the kids. So I think it would be a blend for me of both, but you're right. I definitely wouldn't want my kids to inherit a ton of money, especially at an early age to where they right. just lost all the ambition. Well, like if you have millions of dollars, if you're raising your kids within the back of their mind, knowing that they're going to inherit millions of dollars, I would be concerned that that would stunt their ambition. That would sort of give them that plan B so they don't go reach their full potential and they just, you know, pick up their feet and coast. I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. Do you see that, Kyle? You see a big inheritance just robbing the ambition of kids? Yeah. Yeah, we've seen that before. And, you know, like Gary was saying, it really depends on the family. You know, some families don't have any concerns about this. Other individuals, you know, we have to set up special, they're called supplemental needs trusts so that the share that goes to the one child can be held in trust and distributed accordingly because they just, for whatever reason, don't trust that they'll hold on to that money for very long. Yeah, they'll be responsible with it. But like I just mentioned a minute ago, I mean, I'm, you know, my mid 40s and I've seen it with people I know here in town Mm -hmm. whose parents passed and who they knew they were going to be inheriting stuff. And they just, you know, some of their family did really well and continued and they were still successful and they have you know great careers and they inherited this money. And then mm-hmm. there's the one or two that, oh, well, I've inherited this, so I'm just going to do whatever. Right. And you don't want to see that with your kids. You want them to have some level of success in their lives because that really, 
I think that builds you as a person and it makes you feel confident as an individual, you know. Mm-hmm. I would you- like to have both though. I would like for to at least tell my kids, you're not going to inherit anything from me. And so they go out and they build their own career and their own skill set so they can take care of themselves. And then when I die, they still do get the money and get to enjoy the wealth. And they're also decent human beings at the same time. Is there some way I can straddle that line, Kyle, or do I just need to start lying to my kids? No, I think so. I think that's a pretty good plan. You don't have to tell them what's in the will. You can talk to them about some of your wishes, but they don't need to know details and you can let them think they're not getting anything and then surprise them at the end. Good deal. I like that plan. All right. So that's Kyle Hope. He's an estate planning attorney. He's our guest today on Retirement with Pinnacle. The other voice you hear is Gary Crawford. He's a retirement advisor with Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. So what about people who would rather leave their money to the, the charity what are some strategies to think about when uh, you want to give your money to a, a worthy cause? Pre-planning, definitely. You need to kind of figure out how you're going to do that. There's a lot of strategies there. Again, you could use some estate planning documents. Mm-hmm. You could have a charity as a name beneficiary on like life insurance contracts, even any type of accounts, brokerage accounts, mutual funds, uh, anything like that, annuity contracts. You could have name beneficiaries. There are certain types of annuities. Uh, they're crats. Um, so they're. Did you, you say actually, crats? Yeah, you could actually collect the interest off the annuity and you get some tax benefit from that. And the proceeds upon death go to either a not for profit or some sort of charity that you elected it to go to. So there are some different type strategies that we could talk about, concepts we could talk about to put into play to to really kind of help you out with some taxation during your retirement and give some charitable donations upon your estate and your passing. All right. I got one more for the would you rather game here. Let's think about people who don't have millions of dollars in giant estates. Cause you know, if you don't have a whole lot of assets, you don't own a home. Do you really need an estate plan? Would you rather just leave it to your, the courts to sort out what few things you do have, or do you still need to go out and get a will? and get an estate plan to take care of what heirs are going to get, what pennies they do get. Yeah, I think you should go out and get a plan. I mean, I'm of the belief that planning is never a bad decision. No, it doesn't so, matter how much money you have. I mean, no. everybody needs to have some sort of a, a structured idea and documentation. Right, and there's no threshold for the money. It's just you can either leave it up to the legislature for the state of Florida to figure out where things go and who's going to be in charge, or you can make those decisions yourself. I personally would rather make those decisions myself. So. I think it's a great idea to plan ahead of time. It's not about how much you have. It's more about what you're trying to do and where you want those items to go. Sure. And usually if you don't have as much, that money's more important to you than somebody that has a lot. Okay. Yeah, that's true too. So you worked hard for that yourselves. And just because maybe you haven't accumulated quite as much doesn't mean that that's not important. And that doesn't mean that your values aren't important. Mm-hmm. So yes, and definitely like the living will, durable power attorneys, all that type stuff. Everybody needs that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. No, or how old you are, anything like that. It's good to have something in place. And those are pretty inexpensive too, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are super inexpensive. So, you know, definitely have those in place because the last thing you want is your ex-spouse making decisions on if you're alive or not. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And that could happen, you know, especially if you had documents you never updated. And we see that as well. We got to point them in your direction, Kyle. Yeah, we try to tell them about every 10 years, come back in and see us and we'll review everything because a lot of things change in 10 years. And it's a good idea to bring them back in and update them. And if you don't need to update them, that's fine. I'll tell you that. It's not a big deal. So Yeah, I remember being told when I got my will that I need to update it anytime one of my kids 
was born, died, got married, got divorced, grandchild born, grandchild passed, grandchild got married, grandchild got divorced. There's like a whole set of life landmarks that you, you need to revisit your estate plan. All right. Well, Kyle, thank you very much for your time. It was great having an estate planning attorney on because we do talk about estate planning a lot. And we just don't usually have an attorney in studio with us. So that was a nice little treat. Thank you for your time, well, Kyle. Excellent. Thank you, James and Gary. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great. And uh, thanks for clarifying some things because we don't give the legal advice. So yeah, it was nice to have you to, to yeah. give the real facts on some things. Excellent. For sure. For our Glad listeners. So thanks so much. All right. If you got some questions for the estate planning attorney, Kyle Hope, or the financial planner, Gary Crawford, same phone number. Or if you have a question for the show, 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. It's just the name of this show.com, retirementwithpinnacle.com. All right. We'll see you again next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. This has been Retirement with Pinnacle. Do you need a second opinion on your retirement plan? You can't get a second opinion from the one who gave you the first. So call Gary and Don Crawford at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, LLC, is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, LLC, are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. For more info, visit retirewithpinnacle.com. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide tax and or legal advice. Kyle Hope is not affiliated with Pinnacle Retirement Advisors or AE Wealth Management. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. 
How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.